Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie, you probably know that by now. Um, and on this episode, we have the awesome Rosie Pendlebaby on, um, talking about some love letters that she found from her granddad to her nan, which are amazing. Um, and we also talk a bit about like the lost art of love letter writing, you know? Um, I, I met Rosie when I took a love letter writing class that she taught, um, and it was brilliant and a lot of fun and I recommend everybody um, trying out you know writing a love letter in corona times we're all locked inside so maybe we should start writing you know smutty letters to each other again that'd be fun anyway um, I'm also talking to my friend Kirsty about sex and creativity on social media and how weird of a world that is uh, yeah hope you enjoy it um, let us know if you do on Instagram all that stuff tell a friend it really does help if you spread the word because uh, yeah, it'd be a bit weird if I did this and no one listened to it, wouldn't it? Um, there you go. All right, enjoy. Love you, bye. What are you afraid of? Hey, Rosie. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? Yeah, I am very well, thank you. How are you doing? Nice. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. Excited to finally have you on. Yes. I've been trying for a while. <laughs> to finally be on. <laughs> I've pinned you down, finally. Um, <laughs> so I wanted you to come and chat about something that um, I attended a workshop for that you were running at the uh, start of lockdown, I think. Mm. Um, back in like March, uh, whenever it was, April, May, I think. Um, with the Pinky Promise guys. Um, so I attended some of their workshops and yours jumped out and I knew it had to be the first one that I would go to. Um, so you were running a love letter writing workshop. Mm, yes. <laughs> How did that come about? How it came about? I think I've always been fascinated by love letters. So I'm a kind of performer and artist and I kind of throw love letters as a kind of interactive element into performances and stuff quite a lot. And yeah, basically, Jared, who runs Pinky Promise, got in touch with me at the beginning of lockdown and asked me if I wanted to run a workshop. And it just kind of a love letter workshop just popped into my head as the obvious thing to do because everyone was going to be cooped up in their homes and not seeing each other. And I was just like, great, let's just all send each other gorgeous, lovely, filthy, adoring <laughs> letters. And yeah, um, so that was how the idea for it first came about. That's cool. Um, and so in the, in the workshop, you mentioned finding some of your granddad's uh, letters that he wrote to your nan, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, this was a very strange turn of events. <laughs> so I spoke to Jared and arranged this first workshop, which was going to be in April and I like it in about a month's time. And then in that month, it actually came about that my uh, dad, who had cancer, passed away. And I had travelled down to Dorset to be with him and be with my stepmom. And then the workshop, yeah, I mean, obviously that was, that was a pretty intense time. And then the first workshop was scheduled for a few days after my dad died. 
And so I'm just oh, there right. in my stepmom's little one bedroom flat. And I'm kind of thinking about canceling this workshop because I'm, my dad's just died. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I just decide that I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm so glad I did because it was really beautiful and like fun and affirming. And it kind of felt like it breathed some life back into me, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it was also hilarious just having my stepmom sitting in the corner of the room. Because <laughs> um, it was such a small flat. I was yeah. like, everyone shout out to my stepmom. <laughs> and then a few days later in a strange turn of events, as we were sorting through my dad's stuff, she, my stepmom handed me this pile of paperwork and letters and she was like, can you just sort through these? Do we want them? Are we putting them in the bin? Yeah. So I'm rifling through these letters and I'm like, boring, 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 boring. And then I was just, what's this? And I basically hit upon a, a sizable pile of <laughs> letters that my grandfather, my paternal grandfather had written my grandmother in the winter of 1956 wow uh, which were incredibly smutty basically <laughs> incredibly filthy and it was just this weird weird thing to find a few days after I'd like done this workshop and it just kind of was you know proof that smutty letters run in the family but I just had no idea <laughs> yeah all the mystery's gone we know exactly where you got it from now <laughs> my filthy granddad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, we'll get onto it a bit later. But you, you read out some of those uh, in the workshop, and I thought they were, they were amazing. It was it was so hilarious, and definitely felt like kind of a lost art form, which was obviously the point of you doing the, the workshop, right? Was to kind of say, "Hey, love letters were a thing. Remember those?" Like, well, I guess no one our age probably does remember them. I don't think. I think I probably sent a love letter when I was like twelve. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was interesting timing to start talking about it at the start of lockdown, like you say, when everyone's, you know, separate. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're just such beautiful, special objects. Like, I, I mean, dating and love and relationships, like, but it's all, it's all got a bit weird in this day and age. For, <laughs> you know, we're kind of scattergunning dick pics across the internet hoping one of them <laughs> sticks or like awkwardly sexting each other while you know having a fag in the garden or I, I don't yeah. know it's just like a lot of the romance has gone I think yeah I just think letters are such a beautiful way of like of bringing that back they're, they're these kind of permanent objects and they're such pleasing exciting things to to receive and to like hold in your hands yeah. and the other person has held them in their hands and they're kind of one of a kind you can't like duplicate well i suppose you could if you typed it but if it's handwritten yeah then, definitely yeah and it's like slowly crafted it's not just fired off on a bus and i don't know there's there's just the kind of the intimacy of them and then also like the just writing them as well there's this incredible vulnerability and trying to articulate your like love or your desire and to put it into words and to send it to someone else and hope that they don't laugh at you and <laughs> it's just all so exquisitely excruciating and yeah. um yeah 
I'm really into it. Yeah. And my granddad was really into it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's even more, um, it's even more of an intimate thing nowadays, obviously in like an electronic world, where like you say, it's so easy to just, you know, we're all talk, we're all talking using words all the time, but it's, they're just snippets. There's nothing, we never really sit down and write something out. And even if we do in like an email, like you say, it's just, you're still sat down and it just fires mm. off and it's there in seconds. You get, you know, feedback quite quickly. But yeah, the, the one of the, the main aspects of writing a letter is that it's long. And it yeah. takes a long time. You have to go and buy envelopes. Who's got envelopes lying around their house? No one. You have to go buy them. You have, to go the, you have to go to the post office. And yeah, it's a whole it's a whole endeavor, which I guess makes it more special. The anticipation between you, like you send this letter and then you're like, well, it's going to be at least two days before the other person has it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's excruciating. It's like, mm. uh, yeah, extreme love language. <laughs> In a really delicious way, though. And I think yeah. it's such a good antidote to kind of the sort of excess speed and disposability and ephemerality of so much of the way that we conduct our like, intimate relationships now. It's just, it's just like the perfect tonic. And I, part of me kind of thinks about how back in 1956, like this was, you know, fairly normal to, to, if you, like my granddad was in the military and so he was like writing home to my grandmother. And I guess maybe lots of people were writing letters or love letters or smutty letters at that time, or certainly more than now. And maybe they weren't, they didn't feel like such a special thing, but also I just think they must have always been special. That's, that's why my grandmother kept them. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, these letters, true. they're kind of 70 years old and she kept them and then my dad kept them and now I have them and they're one of my most prized things. Like, yeah, nobody's going to be keeping our dick pics and sex in 70 <laughs> years' time. Maybe you're not writing good enough sex, Rosie. Maybe you need to, <laughs> they need to be oh, timeless. I, I do analogue sex. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you're so right. And, and it's, 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 a, yeah, it's a physical thing that's obviously, like you say, has been kept. You, you were waving the folder at me before we started recording. It's like a big folder full of brown paper. That's Look at all these letters I've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so I think it kind of goes without saying, but I really want to hear one. I want you to read one to me. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. I'm up for doing that. I need to pick one out, though. Yeah. Do you have a favourite, or have you have you gone through all of them? You've read them all, right? I've read all of them. Okay. Um, and I I haven't. So I kind of have been making little videos of me reading them and sticking them on my Instagram as okay. part of kind of talking about these workshops that I've been running since. Because of course, once I found these letters, um, I was just like, well, I did this workshop, and then I found all of these letters, and clearly the universe thinks that I am supposed to be running these workshops, so I've been doing them um, fairly regularly ever since. For anyone actually interested in taking one of Rosie's workshops, by the way, I will say I am, I'm very, um, as you can probably tell if you listen to the podcast, I'm not very good with words. <laughs> I tend to just swear a lot and that's how I get my point across. So any, anybody who, who worries about their ability to write, um, Rosie's you step you step things through like very, very eloquently. You lay it all out really easily um, and it got me writing quite creatively and I'm pretty like low on the ladder of you know um being able to put things into words so if you can make me write something that's sort of I think it was kind of funny and interesting um then I reckon anyone can do it oh thanks yeah I definitely do my best to kind of yeah I lead exercises to kind of get things going and also just totally celebrating and owning the fact that like talking about love and sex and expressing ourselves in this way is awkward and hilarious. Yeah. And that's part of the fun as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
I found a good one. I mean, they're all good ones. They're it's all the good. First one I yeah. picked out of the right, uh, hit me. folder. Oh my god! Hold on, I just saw a glimpse of it on the camera. It is completely covered. That is like this for people that can't four, see it. Yeah, this is a four sider. I probably don't want to. Don't need to read you four no, whole sides. No. <laughs> but also, like to be fair, the, the the letters kind of they have a formula. Like the first fifty percent will be him chatting about her moving house or him going antique shopping or oh, okay. And and for context, uh, they were written when he was posted in uh, the Suez. Um, in the military and she was back home in the UK because of course there was the Suez crisis at that time which was well let's not go into that <laughs> um, but anyway my grandfather was away from home and um, there and sending these letters to my grandmother and the first part of the letter will be him kind of pattering away about you know petrol rationing okay. or has she moved house or how are the kids he was really obsessed with my dad's teeth Whenever he refers to my dad, he's always like, how is Mart with his four teeth? What? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe um, teeth were important back then. Different time, yeah. Rosie. It's a different time. <laughs> and, uh, and and then about 50% of the way to, through, he'll suddenly turn and clearly say all of the things he's just been dying to say all along. <laughs> um, so we're jumping into this letter at the bottom of page three. Okay. <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> you haven't told me yet if you have received my airmail letter in which I included a sketch for Michael and asked you all sorts of questions. <laughs> I addressed it to Clayhill before I realised you had moved. Hope you get it. In a note at the end of your Tuesday the 20th letter, you say... I hope you don't keep these naughty letters. <laughs> of course I do. But safely and secretly, because I love you for coming out of your, a little way out of your shell. I got your letter while in the office and, of course, opened them and read them on the spot. It was some time before I could move from my seat. Oh, my God. Because as I read about that sweet part of you becoming moist, <laughs> I began to rise and fill out and grow hard. <laughs> rise and fill out and grow hard. And grow hard. Damn. When I got to the mess for lunch, I retired to my bed and reread your letters again and found myself breathing faster. And <laughs> sweetie, you said to caress him and hold the little soft and tightly, but by that time, he was no longer little and soft. Hard <laughs> and urgent. <laughs> An urgent. urgent there's, yeah. a, there's a description for a dick that has gone out of time. We need to bring that one back. And uh, I didn't dare to touch him because I wanted to feel your firm, slender fingers about him. <laughs> moving, moving, and my own hand reaching out to find the soft, lovely moistness of you. Oh, wow. <laughs> he is urgent for you now, darling. Loving you. And saving himself up for you, large and vibrant. Another good word, vibrant. Vibrant, good, yeah. And longing to penetrate your loveliness. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost sweet. Is that sweet? It goes from lewd to sweet yeah, really quick. One of the great things about it is because they're filthy, but they're really <laughs> sweet at yeah. the same time. And somehow he's really got this like mixture of utter sordidness and real romance down yeah. he's a master at his craft <laughs> um, 
My whole being yearns for you, and the act of loving you physically is a culmination of my desire to be so close to you, to be one with you, to lose myself with you and in you. You see? Yeah. To be just one being. It is a tremendous love I have for you, darling. I think about you and love you and caress you. I'm wanting to kiss you because I know the shape and feel of your lovely mouth. And I have knowledge of your tongue and mine caressing each other. <laughs> but the knowledge is not enough. Here we go again. <laughs> I have so much more to learn and know so that I can better be able to express my terribly strong feelings for you. <laughs> darling, darling Wendy, my wife, my lovely one, Peter. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, I'm actually crying. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. I lost. I lost art. It suddenly dawned on me <laughs> halfway through that that he might not be too happy with us reading this out on the internet. Well, how, do you, how, do you, how would you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck him. How would you feel in like fifty years if someone's reading out your sexts? You know, your. Grand- I would be thrilled. Yeah. If they were making. Let it. I'm saying this on record. Like my sexts and smutty letters. Please, if they will bring people joy, share them with the world. Okay, good, fine. I mean, that will be in a time where people don't talk to each other before having sex. They'll be like, "Can you believe they would? They would have conversations before tucking, touching each other's genitals." Such a weird time. Yeah. Future, future sex thing. But yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks for that. That was beautiful. <laughs> You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Where can people find you then if they're interested in learning how to create such beautiful art? Mm, uh, the best place to find me at the moment is on Instagram. I'm in the process of getting a website built, but I am not there yet. <laughs> so find me on Instagram at the Pendle Baby. There you go. I'll put links in the description and all that stuff. Great. That saves me spelling it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That boy's going to get in trouble someday. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. I yeah. think, um, yeah, a bit weird. I think as as everyone is at the moment, but yeah, yeah getting through it. All uh, all locked in and quarantined and all that. Yeah, it's just a bit strange, isn't it? Like, I think everyone's trying to find, um, yeah, find ways to get them through it, and it's huh. yeah, it's just it's just a bit bit of a weird one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I find talking to strangers for a podcast helps. Personally. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's obviously my thing too, because, you know, I've agreed to do it, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we found our thing. Yay. Uh, cool, so I wanted to chat to you about something that we briefly spoke about um, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, the bane of my life. It's, like, an interesting conversation starts about something sort of sex or relationship-related, and I'm like, stop talking, talk to me on the podcast, and then yeah, I have yeah. to, like, not continue the conversation for a few months, and <laughs> I'm ready to record it. Yeah. Uh, so I um, made, I had a bit of a rant on Instagram. Which I enjoyed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, which was basically, fill in any blanks that I might leave, because it was mm. a while ago now. But um, yeah, it, was. it was basically about um, how, so I'm, uh, we both work in music, right? Yeah. Um, I'm in a band, so I'm used to like putting stuff out on the internet and, and begging for people to, to, to listen and take notice. <laughs> attention to me. <laughs> Validate me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I've been doing that for 10 years. So I'm used mm. to that side of things. And then this like sex podcast stuff has been happening for the last year, come up to mm. a year, um, which is a whole kind of new kind of, let's put really embarrassing things <laughs> onto the internet and yeah. hope that people like it. Um, yeah, so that's definitely. like another side of things. Um, and I find it quite interesting 
um, seeing how much kind of engagement and how well that stuff does on social media. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get too far into like the details because obviously people have entire careers based on, you know, how social media analytics work and, yeah, and exactly. that stuff. And that's really boring. And it's something that I've had to deal with for the years. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you have in the music industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, real boring stuff. So we won't go too far into that, but basically the point I was making was that if I put a post up with uh, say my band's new single, right, mm-hmm. it'll get a certain amount of likes and that's great. Really happy yeah. with that. If I put up uh, a picture of like the latest podcast episode, it gets less likes, which is fair enough, yeah. because people aren't following my Instagram for that. Yeah. <laughs> They're following yeah. it for Anime stuff. Yeah, um, it gets less likes, but that's cool. Uh, I put up a picture of me, topless, talking about like my flabby bits and one yeah. of those like body positive things. Yeah. And it got more likes than anything I've ever posted <laughs> ever. <Yeah. Mental. laughs> Which is obviously amazing, right? It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. People resonate with that and you know, whatever. And and obviously you could argue that like Instagram is more of a platform for like, you know, it's more for selfies and like right. you know, body positive and all that stuff yeah. that kind of fits yeah, in with Instagram so. a bit more. Um but yeah I was I had a bit of a problem with that kind of thing where it's like, you know, mm. something that you spend weeks months sometimes years creating as you know you know goes up mm. online and it, people are like yeah cool you know it gets like a handful of likes and people yeah. appreciate it and then something that's like easier to consume <laughs> like it's a just so destroying <laughs> to be fair isn't it <laughs> yeah it really is yeah um so yeah that was my example yeah. and then you, you dm me with like a better example kind <laughs> of of, yeah it, it kind of touched it it basically touched on on stuff that i had like thought about and trust me i ranted about it to yeah to like you know close friends a number yeah. of times mostly like you say ones that are also creative and mm. work in like music and, and stuff like that yeah basically i sort of i dm'd you back and was just like oh my god dude i know exactly what you mean like mm. when i put up a selfie I get yeah near on 150 likes or something like that yeah um, which I think is mad because I'm just yeah. like what it's just like me and you know I really like makeup and stuff like that so yeah. I just kind of do it as a as a thing but yeah that that blows my mind and then I said to you that um I had put up a post one time um when I was studying my master's about a study that I did uh about sexual abuse at gigs mm. um I made this like anonymous survey. I put it up all over my socials. So like I've got well over like a thousand people following me on like Insta. Yeah. Um, and I've got, you know, what, 800 or something like friends, whatever you'd want to call them on Facebook and, you know, Twitter followers, whatever. And uh, I put it all over my socials and I only had like 40 responses. Right. And like, yeah. And like when I put the post up, it didn't really get much engagement. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, and the thing is the same with like you say about working in music, obviously I am like a music manager. So, you know, I I manage artists and stuff and I always share all of their creative bits and like you say, like singles and all that sort of thing. And Mm. it barely gets any attention. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, what, like, what is it about selfies and like, like you say, like sort of half naked photos and lots of boobs and, and willies and stuff involved. Yeah, like yeah. The, you kind of think, okay, maybe that speaks for itself, but at the same time, it's like, what, what can we do to, yeah, to sort of change that so that people actually do pay, you know, more attention to something you've put your blood, sweat and tears into. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Rather yeah, than- definitely. What, one, one thing that's interesting actually is in, from that same rant, uh, my mm. friend Amel hit me up and said yeah. something similar. She was like, yeah, it hurts because, um, you know, she'll put up a picture of her like, looking pretty and it'll get yeah. loads of likes and then her music struggles same right. as you know some what we what you know everyone sees um yeah. and she we then made a point of um 
is it, I can't remember what it's called on Instagram, but you, you can set up notifications for when someone posts something. Right, yeah, yeah. We set up notifications for each other and now we make sure that we like each other's posts when it goes <laughs> up. Um, and I think like that's something that you see a lot in from other creatives. I think creatives mm-hmm. are aware of the struggle and they really support each other. For and, sure, like, for sure. Like, shout outs, shout outs, you know, on like in like stories and stuff happen all the time, you know, through music, um, yeah. through the sex industry as well. I'm seeing like loads of like cam girls and OnlyFans yeah. girls, they all shout each other out and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So like they have got the idea because they know, you know, it's a struggle. So everyone yeah. kind of cross promotes. Um, but I think, you know, people that aren't necessarily in that industry. Yeah, you're right. Like it yeah. seems way easier to get a like off someone if you've got some boobs on on the screen yeah. than, than, you know, anything else. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, perhaps if you're not in a creative industry as such, or like you say, or maybe like the sex industry, if you're not sort of within that, perhaps you don't quite understand just how much we need to like social media marketing and we need, you know, everyone else to, to be involved Mm. within it you know i mean it's 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 basically like like you say you don't want to delve too much into like how social media works and like i'm because i'm sure the thing is i'm sure there are like reasons for it and 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 whatever like perhaps it's more of like a psychological thing i don't know Mm. but yeah like you say perhaps it's it's the fact that people just don't understand like how much work gets put into it um yeah and then they see a pretty face um like you say or they see like a pair of tits or whatever and they're yeah, kind of like yeah. oh yeah yeah really like that yeah um so perhaps it's the ease of of what's being fed to them because i do find that if something's a bit more complicated um and it's not and you can't digest it in what two seconds yeah you know people chime out really really quickly so they'll just yeah. scroll past something that's not immediately digestible like like you say a pretty face or um a half naked photo so yeah yeah definitely is that as well yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm very aware that, you know, Instagram is the least amount of like time investment media, yeah. right? Like, cause it used to be Facebook was the one that was the best for promoting. You could, you can put paragraphs, you can put essays on a status and, you know, and it's a lot easier. Twitter, obviously sure. you've got the 140 characters or whatever it's gone up to now. Um, Instagram it is, has always been just, here's a photo and like, yeah. probably won't even, most people aren't going to read the caption. They're just going to like it and move on. Right. Yeah. So I totally get it. I'm not saying like, everyone should stop and yeah. read my things. <laughs> no, yeah. But um, yeah, it's well, definitely, that's kind of exactly what we want to say well, that, that is actually what i want you to do yeah <laughs> um yeah so i get it that like you know people aren't on instagram to to go and read stuff and you know yeah. really look into what you do i totally understand but yeah. i think one thing that we should be more open to saying and talking mm. about is if you like something fucking talk about it like yeah exactly tell your friends about it like it's real hard to like carry on with things if you know if it's struggling to get the attention that you know it maybe deserves maybe doesn't deserve it you know i'll be the first person to be like well if no one listens to this song it's because it's crap and i should (laughs) make something better but it's it's also hard to like you say like to get to literally get people to share it and just be like and because i think it's this thing now at the moment where i mean it's not even at the moment i think it's an age-old thing where obviously people are still struggling with how they look to other people Mm. Um, you know, so I guess it is really difficult. Like maybe people are really thinking quite hard into what they're liking, um, and what they're sharing because they know that people are going to see it and they're going to attach whatever they've shared to that person. So it's like, if they're trying to sort of build this, you know, cool, whatever, like image for themselves, they Mm. might not share someone like a band or something that's, that they think they don't deem as cool enough to be part of their, like, do you know what I mean? Like their, um, whatever their life or 
Yeah, you know, which is image. which is lame in itself, isn't it? Totally <laughs> like, totally I've, never, I've always hated uh, the term guilty pleasure when it comes to music. Right, me too. Why, what the fuck? Is, what does that even mean? <laughs> it makes like, no sense. I fucking love Nickelback. Right. <laughs> I love Bon Jovi. I don't You're care. You're not the only one, dude. Trust me. <laughs> I had I literally had this conversation again. Like, sorry to go on a completely different subject. Like, I had that on um, Hinge. Like, yeah. some some guy like was like, oh, you know, I used to love. Red Hot Chili Peppers when I was like 16 I was like are you fucking joking me I was like <laughs> I still listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. I think how, could, how can you yeah. used to like something <laughs> like right? when the music's still around that's always right. annoys me with like well, we're into music talk now that's always yeah. annoys me when like when, some, when a band brings out an album and you don't like it like and you know the classic thing to throw around is like oh they've sold out or whatever. yeah this isn't this isn't the insert band name that I that I know and love well yeah. it still exists you know that's not how it works right you don't release an album and then delete the old one like yeah, go sure. listen to the old album just fuck this one off like the other yeah. 10,000 albums that get released every year <laughs> that you exactly well exactly and that's and that's all part of the yeah I guess it kind of all adds up it's yeah people trying to create this whatever they think is you know whatever they deem cool and hype worthy um yeah. and then they ignore everything else so I don't know. It, I guess it's. I guess it's sex sells. At the end of the day, it's that. It's well, that yeah. kind of like old school saying, isn't it? Like, especially in within like marketing. Like one of my go to rules of social media is that people react well to band posts when they can see the band's faces. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's the ones that always get the lots of likes. So it's. It just seems that perhaps it is sex sells, and if you've got a pretty good looking person or whatever in in that same band or whatever that that's that's when people react to it but it might not necessarily mean that you know they're they're engaging with your content that you've created mm. yeah it's definitely something to be aware of because yeah we we, we sort of spotted that mm-hmm. quite early on we've, we've got a female singer and uh we realized yeah. that if she posed with the merch on <laughs> we would sell more t-shirts <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah definitely. if you uh if you go to our merch store you'll see that we've shamelessly done that like every t-shirt yeah. is, is like it's got like a, a hot model in it yeah. Uh, excluding me, I don't know why I'm in that picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, because sex sells, um, and obviously yeah, that's not sure. a new concept. Like everybody knows that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting thing to kind of highlight, and like, I guess the moral of the story is: if you like something or someone's content, like mm-hmm. share, sharing it is massive. Yeah. It really, it really helps out. Whether that's music, whether it's podcasts, whether it's like you know, you announcing yeah. your new management company. Um, like yeah sharing it or at least liking it just showing some sort of appreciation really helps out and it's not just it's not just like a dopamine hit (laughs) although it is that yeah (laughs) we like it when our phones go oh someone's like this um well exactly yeah yeah it's it's like you said but it's more so isn't it yeah yeah it's also the algorithm like it snowballs you know like um it gets things things get recommended to people based on how Mm -hmm. much interaction they have so yeah the point i'm trying to make is if you like something like it and share it yeah. and tell a friend yeah. that might like it and also boobs are great and you're allowed to like boobs oh, that's okay <laughs> i that's i like thing. my fair share of photos based on the boob content you know a hundred percent like who doesn't like a pretty yeah like a good looking person and yeah a pair of boobs or a nice body or whatever like yeah. not even a night it doesn't even have to be a nice body just something that you find that's pleasing to your eye like yeah, yeah okay yeah. that's you know that's awesome i i kind of i said to you as well about like i do find that because obviously it was strange because like you say, like you're, you're a male um, and that's, <laughs> so, and you put up, you know, a photo of, of you half naked and you were sort of yeah. saying about, you know, I'm proud of my body and, yeah. you know, I don't care about, about, about my lumps and bumps and everything. And that's, and that's really sick. So it is a really great message, but I also think it's, yeah, I think, I think that's also come from like a, yeah, a bit of a, like a patriarchal construct basically of, mm men have made it so that it is all about looks and like and women are deemed 
more valuable based on their, their, you know, this beauty ideal that has been created for them. Yeah. So, and I think that has rubbed off onto sort of a, a bit of a toxic masculinity as well. Like, mm. you know, our society is so involved in, in the way you look and, you know, the way, the way that we buy and consume you yeah. know, different products and, and yeah. stuff of, of, to make us look a certain way. Mm. Um, I think that all plays a part We're we're all in this sort of system of, capitalism basically i don't want to go too deep but like yeah, yeah, yeah we're all in this sort of system and i think i don't know whether it's people like these these photos and these images because they're supporting or whether it's because you know they're they want to look like that or they want to buy mm. a certain product that person's used or they want to buy that image like it seems like it could be like a, a definitely like a number of things that that goes into it but yeah it is it's definitely like upsetting when when people don't like and share things that aren't necessarily about beauty or um, the way someone looks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, we're, we're not saying anything new is the sad no. thing. You know, yeah. sex sells is like the oldest rule in the book, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I just think, yeah, I guess what I want people to come away from this with is, you know, if you like something that, you know, might not be sex related, <laughs> or if you do like yeah. something sex related, like my podcast, uh, you <laughs> like should, it, yeah, like you it. should like it and share. And yeah. you know, your like is very powerful. You know, your yeah, your definitely. double tap on a, on Instagram is is super powerful, like more powerful than it looks. Um, yeah. Anyone that's anyone that's worked on like something behind the scenes in Instagram knows that. Um, yeah. And it's you know it's pretty popular. You know, yeah. to know that shit these days. But yeah, so okay. it made me get my boobs out again to get likes. Is what I'm uh... saying. I only wanted to do it once. That would be a shame. <laughs> <laughs> we should all just get no. I, I know what you mean. Though. Like, yeah. I think, uh, I think maybe we we should just like maybe we should share our half naked selfies with our like our band yeah. singles and stuff. Like, yeah, that was what that was the old trick back in the day. We, yeah. we had our fair share of like we have a new CD out, so let's get a girl with big boobs, yeah, you know, boobs and put sure. a photo on the internet. It worked. Yeah. The annoying thing was it worked. There you go. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. Good old days. Yeah, exactly. The good old days. <laughs> all right that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have got out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their weird sex stories <laughs> um if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex jamie on instagram uh tell your friends about us leave a review on itunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um yeah it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye